Hello, it's Friday, March 25th. I'm Daniel Williams, and this is the MGMA Week in Review, where each week we bring you some of the most important, interesting, and inspiring stories happening in healthcare leadership and medical practices today. We begin this week with an article on automation and medical practices. Patients have come to expect efficient digital experiences whenever they purchase goods or services, and it's no different when they visit their physician. Although many digital tools were around long before COVID-19, the pandemic accelerated their use. In a recent MGMA article, there were six engagement tools that have been pointed out and that have gained even more traction during the pandemic. The first is digital wallets. Patients can use Apple Pay or Google Pay, for example, at practice payment terminals or via its website or app. Then there's self-scheduling, where patients can submit their personal information online, reducing errors that may occur over the phone. Moreover, self-scheduling provides more privacy for patients when sharing sensitive health information. Next, there's automated appointment reminders, recurring automated reminders for patients via text message, email, or phone can improve patient engagement and satisfaction while also reducing no-shows. And then there's digital check-ins. Many patients find it beneficial to complete clinical information, disclosures, and consent forms online prior to an appointment and check in on their phone before they arrive at the doctor's office. Next is digital billing. This is the ability to receive medical bills via text and email, providing convenience for patients to access their statements and pay online. And finally, post-visit payment plans, allowing flexibility regarding bill payments, helping practices develop a better rapport with patients. This results in improved collections and less bad debt for collection agencies to handle. This article was part of the most recent MGMA stat poll. If you wanna become part of that discussion, text STAT to 33550 or visit mgma.com STAT. Our next article looks at some regulatory news. COVID-19 era uninsured program runs out of funds. The Health Resources and Services Administration is no longer accepting COVID-19 testing and treatment claims and will stop accepting vaccination claims soon. This is made under the uninsured program due to lack of sufficient funds. The uninsured program was established during the pandemic to provide claims reimbursement to healthcare providers generally at Medicare rates for testing uninsured individuals for COVID-19, treating uninsured individuals with a positive COVID-19 diagnosis, as well as administering COVID-19 vaccines to uninsured individuals. Claims submitted prior to the below deadlines will be paid subject to the availability of funds. For instance, on March 22nd, At 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time, the uninsured program stopped accepting claims for testing and treatment. In upcoming 
April 5th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time, the uninsured program will also stop accepting vaccination claims. To keep up with all of the latest regulatory and advocacy news, go to mgma.com slash advocacy. I'll leave you this week with an article from the Harvard Business Review, three exercises to boost your team's creativity. Organizations today spend great sums of money on creativity training, hoping that it will spur innovative and entrepreneurial thinking among the ranks. Unfortunately, most of this training just doesn't work. Why not? Because it puts too much faith in the powers of divergent thinking or the random generation of new ideas, a process most of us today call brainstorming. A better approach, the author argues, is to stop relying on the overrated power of randomness in fostering creativity and instead to adopt a more method-driven approach. This article looks at three ways to get that creativity flowing. The first, train your existing workforce to leverage anomalies. Hiring for creativity does more than fail. Typically, it backfires. When companies assume that creativity is a special gift, they promote workplaces in which certain employees are viewed as more creative, which in turn puts creative work into silos and renders it vulnerable to groupthink. That's why organizations that value lone visionaries are so often out-innovated by cultures that treat everyone as creative, reaping the full potential of their existing workforce. To nurture a culture that fosters originality, try this team exercise. Have everyone anonymously write down something they like but are afraid to admit to the group. Then share the answers, maintaining anonymity. When each answer is shared, Ask everyone to take two minutes to imagine that they like the same thing and silently plan a way to incorporate it into the workspace. Second, instead of brainstorming, think counterfactually. Everybody knows the drill. You gather the team, wheel out a whiteboard, and you brainstorm possible responses to current challenges and opportunities. But the moment we start thinking about these challenges and opportunities, we activate our fears and hopes, both of which radically constrain our creativity. We focus on plausible short-term fixes, but mute the likelihood of big insights. A more effective approach is to have team members actively eliminate their hopes and fears. In U.S. special operations, this is done via exercises that prompt teams to make peace with their own death. In organizational settings, it could be done with a different kind of exercise. Think of a new competitor in your market, an existing startup maybe, or an established company that might enter your lane, or some kind of organization that you anticipate might emerge in the future. Identify one highly anomalous feature of the competitor, and now imagine that you are that competitor. What does your anomalous feature enable you to do in the market? Stretch your horizon as long-term as you can. And then finally, meet the originality of the moment. Most brainstorming sessions wrap by attempting to select the best ideas on the whiteboard. When you do that, what you're actually doing is attempting to eliminate the worst ideas via logical techniques such as convergent 
in critical thinking. That's counterproductive. It reinstates whatever biases you managed to escape during the brainstorm, and it kills your most promising creations. Those creations, like newborns, will be less developed than old standbys, and so often will get crossed off the whiteboard as imperfect or impractical. A more effective approach is to use this two-step, meet-the-moment process. For step one, take each of your team's newly imagined options and rank it. For step two, assess your current operational environment. Is it stable or volatile, certain or uncertain? If it's high in stability and certainty, go with an option ranked higher on the model. If it's moderate, go in the medium there. And if it's low, rank it accordingly as well. This method matches your originality to the moment. In stable and certain environments, highly creative options are less likely to work, so there's no need to try them. In unstable and uncertain environments, less creative options are doomed, so the value proposition lies in gambling on a long shot. But these new methods for increasing creativity, well, they might seem weird to you, implausible or flatly wrong, but that's exactly how it should be. These methods may not be logical, but they work. To keep up with the latest industry news by subscribing to the MGMA Insights Newsletter at mgma.com slash insights newsletter. If you have a story you want to share with us, email us at podcast at mgma.com. This has been the MGMA Weekend Review. I'm Daniel Williams. Thanks and have a great weekend.